Hello, hi, uh, this is Lucy. I just wanted to tell you about the readings that we've just done in support, well, to celebrate the release of Salmon by Sebastian Castillo and The Moan Wilds by Caroline Rayner. Uh, yeah, we've just done three, uh, like a mini tour. We went to Philadelphia, to Western Massachusetts, and to Syracuse. And yeah, we had a really good time, so I thought I would fill you in. I know I haven't done a podcast in a while. <laughs> it turns out that making a podcast about releasing books is a lot of work in addition to actually uh, releasing the books. But anyway, here I am. And yeah, so basically it all started... Caroline picked up Chris and I in New York and we drove down to Philadelphia, which took unexpectedly a long time. But we made it, and the first reading was in a place called Iffy Books. Iffy Books describes itself as a hacking, free culture, gardenings, and zine space. Uh, yeah, and it was it was nice. I recommend it if you are in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, and that reading was cool. We read. Well, I didn't read. I was the host of all of the readings. I didn't read it all. Um, but it was Oscar Datois, Alina Pleskova. Ted Rees and Caroline and Sebastian and everybody was really great um, the people of the people of Philadelphia who attended the reading were really great um, it was very friendly and very uh, they, it felt very supportive in there um, it was cool to meet Alina and Ted I'd never met them before and to hear their work and yeah Caroline really came alive in the reading. It was very cool because I have seen her read from the Moan Wilds when it was just a manuscript, but there was definitely something really magical about seeing her read from it for the first time as an actual book. Um, she was really getting into it and kind of maybe even... She was reading it a little bit differently, it felt like. The um, the timing and or the pacing of of the lines and and kind of using her body in a new way and really feeling it out. Um, it was great to see that. I felt really, um, yeah, just, like, excited to see her do that for the first time and how, like, confident she was. And, yeah, people seemed to enjoy her reading. And, yeah, it was a very proud moment for me as... The, as a friend and as a publisher, I guess. And then um, after Sebastian was Sebastian Castillo was the headliner. He, uh, well, I mean he's not the headliner, but he was last, uh, and it was his hometown reading. So uh, Sebastian decided before months, months and months ago, before we even planned anything, he said he didn't really want to read from the book himself. So he came up with this idea to um, hire an actor. Sorry about the noise in the background. This is... I'm in New York. Did I say that? It's noisy here. Um, and it's really hot. It's very hot today. And I can't close the windows, but I want to record this because I want to remember it now. So Sebastian hired an actor from Fiverr to read a, an excerpt from the book for him which was funny, and we projected that onto the wall, 
and uh, yeah, Sebastian came up and introduced it and talked about the process of finding the the reader, and then uh, played the video of this kind of middle-aged man, I would say, um, reading from the book in a... Well, maybe I shouldn't say too much about that in case Sebastian wants to use that again. But yeah, it was funny. Um, Everybody was very surprised, I think, and uh, laughed a lot. And yeah, it felt good. We sold some books and afterwards we went to a bar. Everybody was chatting and hanging out. It was nice. Very, um, every time I've done something in Philadelphia, it has felt kind of like that. Like very, you feel very welcome. And um, it was cool. People came, uh, people drove from long, from long distances. People from book club. Uh, there were people who I'd published before in the quarantine that we did at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and obviously there were a lot of people who I'd... Oh, there were also people from Caroline's Moon class. Um, yeah, there was, like, also people I'd never met or heard of before. It was just, like, really nice. A lot of different people coming together and felt special in that moment. It was very uh, gratifying. So, yeah, that was Philadelphia. And then we went to East Hampton. The next day, we got up and drove with Sebastian to, well... Yeah, up through Pennsylvania, uh, past New York, (laughs) around the outside of New York, which was awful, Um, and then through Connecticut, and, well, I don't have to say all the states, do I? (laughs) I didn't mention New Jersey. Okay, we went through a lot of states, and then uh, we actually stopped off to visit an elderly relative um, on the way, just for like an hour or so, that was nice. And then we continued on to Western Massachusetts and in particular East Hampton. And yeah, we arrived, we went for a really nice dinner and then we hung out with Rochelle Tormino and Aidan Ryan. They all came, they came over to Caroline's house and we all sat around with an acoustic guitar that I think Caroline had... It was Caroline's from when she was uh, younger. It was a very small guitar that I tuned up and we sat around making up songs. Um, Maybe I'll include one of the songs at the end of the podcast because I do have a recording. Um, But, yeah, we... (laughs) We had a really nice evening. It was very fun. We made up three songs. One was about Aidan and Rochelle. One was called Cucumber Triangle. And the other one was a... uh, It was based on a line from Sebastian's book. Yeah, that's the one I'll I'll play the recording of at the end. Uh, So, yeah, then the next day we woke up and I walked... I went for a walk with Caroline and with Chris and we were feeling good. And then... Uh, Sebastian texted and said, hey, I've woken up and I don't feel good. Could you get me some medicine from the drugstore? And we were like, oh, no. Uh, So we did that, and we were kind of like, oh, he'll be fine. But then he wasn't. He was really ill. So that was very unfortunate. Yeah, and so our next reading was the following evening. This was, like, kind of the Moan Wilds headline event, um... 
and Sebastian couldn't stay. He had to go home after he'd just travelled all the way there. So um, that was sad because we, we had been having a really nice time. Um, but anyway, as far as I've heard that he's okay now, so that's good. But um, yeah, this uh, this gave us a problem because obviously Sebastian was supposed to be reading. Although we were like, it's not that big of a problem because he wasn't even going to read in the first place. We can just uh, play the video on the projector and uh, it will be a li- not as good because he won't be there to introduce it, but, you know, it'll work. So that was the plan. And we had the evening before when we were hanging out with Aiden, who runs Foundlings Press, by the way, um, we were like, oh, you two kind of seem like the same like you look alike or something I don't really know why we were saying this just we were like you're both white guys with brown hair and glasses and we were saying that Sebastian had a moustache but Aiden didn't and for some reason it, it came up that like Aiden could have read instead of Sebastian or something so we already had this idea before we even knew that Sebastian wasn't going to be able to do it so I saw Aiden Again, and I asked him if he would be down to like present Sebastian's reading instead of instead of him, and he said, "Yeah, sure." But then I was thinking about it more as we were driving around, uh, going to collect the cake for the Moonwells. Uh, Caroline commissioned a cake by this person called Bobby Food World, uh, who apparently is a legendary Western Massachusetts cake artist, um, and we were driving to collect this amazing cake and we were talking and thinking about what Aidan was going to do in lieu of Sebastian and I just thought what if he just pretended to be Sebastian and read as Sebastian instead so I asked him if he would do that and he said okay so we were like all right cool that's a plan and I sent Aidan like the the text that he would need to read and I also sent him the video um, of the middle-aged actor reading it so it was kind of perfect um so then we had to prepare for the east hampton reading which took place in a backyard we did this because last summer when we had a summer camp in the same area with a bunch of writers we had a reading there at this friend's backyard and it was really really nice it felt perfect there's like a lot of vegetables growing and there's a the there's a little stage and um it's just really really comfortable and and like uh just makes you feel really like you can kind of read or do whatever you want i think when you're in that kind of environment oh my god it's so hot Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, yeah, we also drove across state lines because uh, sparklers are not, and fireworks are not legal in Massachusetts. So we had to drive back to Connecticut to buy sparklers from Party City. We bought like 50 of them uh, because there's a lot of sparklers in the Moan Wilds and we just thought it would be a really nice thing to have at the end of Caroline's reading. Yeah, we did a lot to kind of set up the aesthetic of the reading we had like a lot of flowers and candles and yeah we just and and obviously the cake and we just it felt very in keeping with the book 
which is something that Caroline said when she came out to read. Um, yeah, like the, the book is a lot about those like hot summer evenings um, with friends. She said, with friends, lovers, or enemies. Um, I didn't have any enemies there. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Th- that reading was really great. The, the people who read, I should know because I introduced them. Let's see if I can remember. Uh, it was Lucy Wanger and then <laughs> Sebastian Castillo, um, in quotation marks, and then Elizabeth McKesh. Then we had a little break and we had Rochelle Tolomino, um, Jason Keary, and then Caroline Rayner. Um, and I've got a few things to say about the actual reading itself. So, yeah, what happened with um, the reading of Salmon was, it was very good. Aidan did a really, really good job. Basically, I went up, I was the host again, so I went up and I said, like, Unfortunately, Sebastian couldn't be here because he's sick, so we didn't know what to do, and we have decided to hire uh, an aspiring actor to come up and read as Sebastian. So Aidan came up onto the stage. Everybody looked kind of confused or, like... I mean, we were in, like... We were in a place where I don't think many people would have known Sebastian in the first place, so they were just kind of like, why is this guy who we don't know being replaced by another person that we don't know? It just doesn't make any sense. Um, So (laughs) it was funny for me. And Aiden came up and he said, hello, everyone, my name's Sebastian Castillo. He described himself as like a charming and handsome writer or something like that. And he told everyone, like, "I, I was born in Venezuela and I... I live in Philadelphia and I've come a long way to be with you all and I, I hope you're grateful. <laughs> and everybody was like, like some people were laughing but some people were just like a bit like bemused I'd say. Um, and then he described the book as autofiction which if you have read any of it you will know it's very surreal and absurd. Uh, and, he, and he told them that it was the story of his life so, yeah, then he began reading from the book, and it's completely ridiculous and hilarious. And so people were really, really laughing a lot um, as they seemed, as they kind of, like, got in on the joke that it wasn't a true story. Um, and it was really, really nice to see, to see that, to, like... It was a very weird experience, really, because, I mean, so now I... It's like I've been to two readings of from Salmon and neither time have I seen Sebastian read from it but Aidan was fantastic Um, it was (laughs) it was really a stroke of luck that he happened to be there and that he was willing he also hadn't read the book yet so I had to like explain basically what was going on and then and describe the character and sort of tell him what that person might be like so yeah that worked out (laughs) I'll be interested to, to hear what he thinks of the book once he's actually finished it um yeah so that was really great and at that time when he was reading it was just before the or yeah there was a break like soon after and I said I told everyone like oh I think there's only one copy left of salmon on the table and you know whoever wants it's gonna have to race to to get it from the merch table and so as soon as the break began 
like I saw a couple of people like beeline for the table and somebody won and got the, the last copy. Of course, you can always order more copies online. But yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, I should talk about the other people who read too. Um, they were all so great. It was really nice. It was really cool to see Elizabeth Makesh become very emotional. She read a page from the Moan Wilds that she she told everyone had made her cry in public when she first read it. Um, like, it was really special. There was a great community-like feel in the East Hampton reading. You got this... I got the sense that people had been supporting Caroline and her work for a long time and that... You know, I kept overhearing people saying congratulations and being excited for her and, like, that made me feel really happy that we'd done this whole thing um yeah I was glad to be there to see that I guess it makes you it it makes you realize that it's it just made it all feel more real for me um so yeah that was cool um who else oh (laughs) so then Rochelle was after the break and the day before, Caroline had mentioned to me, like, oh, do you think I should ask people to do... Like, should I make requests of the readers? Um, she, you know, she could have potentially asked them to read some of uh, her own favourite work because, you know, it was her reading and she could do that. And she sort of floated the idea of what if we asked Rochelle to read or you up, which is an iconic seminal Rochelle Tormino poem that we f- first published in Shabby Dollhouse in 2016 and it was like one of those poems that kind of went mini viral or whatever and in the moment seemed to capture something that people were really tuned into and like a, it just was like a moment um, for Shabby Dollhouse and also for Rochelle I think it was like you know probably the first time that her I hope I'm not wrong, but I felt like it was like a a big moment in her poetry reaching an audience um, and a wide audience. And so Caroline said that, and I knew that she wasn't actually going to ask Rochelle to do it, that she just thought it would be nice. Um, So I took it upon myself to secretly ask Rochelle if she would want to do that for Caroline just kind of like as a nice gift really and so Rochelle read you up at the end of her set um after she'd done some really cool new poems and yeah it was really beautiful and emotional and sort of everybody was like trying not to cry and like I don't know or at least the, the people that that we've known for a long time I think felt like that Um, And Rochelle delivered that really, really nicely. Yeah, it was great. That made every... I think it just... There was a a very strong sense of, like, oh, my God, we've all been doing this and working together and being friends for a long time. So that was nice. And then after that was Jay, Jason Keery. And Jay has a book out on Metatron called The Choice is Real, which also felt really amazing because we, Shabby Dollhouse and Metatron have been like doing things side by side for uh, since like 2012 when I first met Ashley. I mean, before even Metatron existed, 
when it was just a reading series in Montreal and we were all just friends just trying to figure out, you know, what we what we wanted to do. So that was really cool. I was happy um, that there was that link too. And yeah, then finally, uh, at the end of the evening, oh, I didn't even mention we, we, all, we all ate the cake in the... Um, in the break, by the way. Everybody was eating the cake in the second half. Um, and if you haven't seen the cake, you should look on all of our social media and find pictures, because it, it was amazing. But the... Yeah, Caroline came up, and she was kind of like... It, was, it felt like... Um, like, I kept thinking, like, a star is born, you know? She was wearing these, like, white rose-printed jeans... And she just looked amazing. She had, like, glitter eye makeup. And she was just really, like, commanding the stage and the garden with the vegetables behind her. And, like, the light was going down. And I don't know. It was just, like, really, really amazing to see her in that place and like how much everyone was supporting her and how excited everyone was for her and how excited she was and how she how capable and she was of like carrying it off and making the poem feel making the poem feel like like taking it to its conclusion or, or something you know like it's been this work in progress this book for years but now it felt like she was really able to embody it in a way that I haven't seen before. Um, and that felt important, you know? Like, it felt like finishing the project and making it into this book, like, seeing her on the stage, it seemed like, yeah, this was a good decision. Now she's, like... She's, I could see her growing, if that makes sense. And, yeah, she was, she was so great. And it was getting dark, like, as she was reading, we were, like, shining lights on her. And um, at the end, we, we handed out sparklers to everybody in the in the audience so that they could light them at the end of the poem and so we did that I've only got 15 more minutes to talk about the rest of this until my next class begins so I better finish this or you know move on but yeah the East Hampton reading was so cool um it felt like a wedding or something apart from like for something that in a way felt more significant I mean no offence to weddings but yeah, it just felt like an important moment to me. I felt really, really happy about a lot of decisions that I've made. And, yeah, then the next day, um, we drove to Syracuse. Syracuse. I've, I've been... Uh, I, w- I had this plan that I was going to pretend that I thought it was pronounced Syracuse. And... Um, it, so I've just been saying it in that voice all the time and now I don't remember what, how people actually say it. But yeah, we we wanted to go to Syracuse because our friend Liz Bowen, you'll know her from her uh, poetry, I imagine, um, has recently moved there and I just wanted to go there anyway. We all did. And we decided that if we were going to go, we might as well do a reading, even though we didn't know anybody in Syracuse. Oh, actually, that's not true. We knew one person in Syracuse, Jacob Meyer, who is also someone we've published in Shabby Doll House a long time ago, you know? So 
So that felt like it made um, sense. And, yeah, so then uh, Liz came to the reading in, in East Hampton. So Liz and I drove in one car to Syracuse, and Caroline and Chris drove in another car. That was like a three-and-a-half-hour drive. It was very beautiful and green on that drive. Not a lot of traffic. Very, very different to the Philadelphia to... Um, to Massachusetts re, uh, drive yeah this one was a lot easier and very yeah just a good time like talking in the car Liz was telling me about how on the same night that we were doing the Philadelphia reading she had been part of a Peach Mag and Metatron online reading with a bunch of people like Senna Yee and Sarah Jean Grimm and Alex Manley and I can't remember, but um, she was saying that the that reading had also felt really momentous and that she felt, like, in awe of what the other people... Like, the other people's work and also just kind of realising, like, we'd all kind of gotten older and grown up together and that, that we were all still going and, yeah, that it just felt um, special. So, yeah, it's not just us, um, which is a relief. So, yeah, then we got to Syracuse, and we had very, very low expectations for the Syracuse reading because, like I said, we only knew one person. We invited uh, Jacob Meyer to read, and he invited another friend of his called Tim Carter and then we also had Christian Felicetti, who lives in Rochester, New York, which is not too far away from there. And uh, then there was, again, Oscar D'Artois, Caroline Rayner, and Owen Lisboa and herself. So, yeah, the, the reading was the following evening, and, um, yeah, we all were just saying to each other, like, it doesn't matter if anybody even comes to this. You know, we're just, like, there's a group of us already, we're going to hang out and be together and, like, hear each other read. And then, uh, yeah, unexpectedly, a bunch of people came. The reading was supposed to start at 7. Amusingly, someone showed up at 6.30 to tell us that they couldn't attend. Um, so we were like, OK. <laughs> um, and then at 7, basically on the dot, a bunch of people just arrived and... We were very surprised, and it was really nice. It felt like, um, oh, okay, cool. Uh, the reading was again in a backyard, and, yeah, I loved that. I did both of the the East Hampton and the Syracuse readings not wearing any shoes, just, like, walking around in the grass. And we did the same thing, like, set the flowers up and had the candles and made it look pretty. We had, the, we had these balloons that said the Moan Wilds, in the in the background and yeah everybody was so good um Kristen especially I love I really loved re uh, hearing her read from her novel in progress which is called Log Off I found out um it's a book kind of about the early internet and that was really um really nice to hear her people were laughing a lot and really enjoying it she's really good at her like comedic timing 
Um, Tim Carter was also really, really good. He was reading something about middle school. He, he's a middle. He teaches at a middle school. He has a new book coming out next month. It's called The Pigs. Um, sounds interesting. Uh, Jacob Meyer, <laughs> he'd made like a little handmade chat book called Balenciaga Pipe Bum. And he read some poems from that, which were very funny. Um, his delivery was also really good. Um, and Liz, as always, was, you know, on point. She did a great job. She just moved to Syracuse, so I think she made a very good first impression. Um, Oscar D'Artois also did a great job. Unfortunately, he, he for some reason... Ref- referred to Syracuse by a different name. He, he he called it Purchase, which apparently is a different place. It was very confusing, and everyone was laughing. And it it was okay. He, it was saved, but it was like, oh my god, he doesn't even know where we are. So that was funny. And um, yeah, I guess I want to just say about Caroline. Like you know, I I said like she was she's been good every time, but at the reading in. Apologies for the background noise. At the reading in Siracuse, she was amazing. Oh, my God. She, it was like she was just possessed by the spirit of the Moan Wild. She was using her whole body. She was, like, walking around. She was leaning on things. She was, like, crouching down, moving her, like, arms and her head from side to side. And, like, really, it's, she seemed like a musician, you know? Like, she seemed like a sort of rock star poet, uh really really comfortable and confident with the material and just sort of I don't know I was like damn this is one of the best readings I've ever seen where is this like where is this energy coming from Uh, so that was so cool I hope that I mean I I don't see why she wouldn't be able to continue that and um, uh, she's doing more readings in uh, Baltimore Asheville and Richmond in the next couple of weeks. So if you go to one of those, um, you'll see. But yeah, she was so good. It, it was really, really f- exciting to see that. So yeah, and uh, we all hung out afterwards. The people who came from Syracuse were saying, you know, like we don't have stuff like this very often and we need stuff like this so that made me feel really happy that we had gone there and that we had been able to put it together and find each other we um yeah I guess when you have very low expectations you can't be disappointed and we certainly were not we it felt really really nice and sweet and I was like, you know, a lot of people have been asking, why didn't you do a reading in New York? And maybe we will at some point, but I kind of... Caroline said at one point, like, people live in other places too, and it's true. Um, And it felt really nice to connect with those people. So, yeah, those were the three readings. Um, Yesterday I came... I took the bus from Syracuse to New York and there was no AC. It was horrible. But anyway, I survived. And now I guess we have to get back to the work of... Um, or I have to get back to the work of like promoting these books in other ways. So I'm sitting here telling you about it. And um, 
yeah. Uh, if you haven't already, you should order The Moan Wild by Caroline Rayner and Salmon by Sebastian Castillo. They're both great books. People really, really seem to get what they were doing, what we're doing. And, yeah, I hope you enjoy... I hope you enjoy reading them. Now I'm going to play uh, a recording from that evening when we wrote some beautiful music. Bye! Yeah, you, we're, we're you start out, reading and then we'll go into the music. And Aiden... Wait. So basically it's like you start reading and then Aiden will... Uh, once you... Right. Yeah, and then Aiden will start the music and remember that Aiden, this is his first ever time playing the guitar. Right, right. And then I'll do the drums and bass part. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I'll just do All the right. jazz singer. We ready? All right. Yeah, yeah. We are three Junkers of salmon, the first said. The country where they say they love you, but they fuck you to death. They will fuck you to death there at that country, said the second. <laughs> I can't wait to read this book. <laughs> Salmon by Sebastian Castillo. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs>